Streaming live from the ESPN 690 and Atari Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Coaster, baby. We are, man. And the question is, Casey, to start the show, has the coaster gone off the rails? There it is. <laughs> that was a late ad to start the show. Nice job, Casey. Way to pull that up real quick. Nicely done. What the hell is going on in Jacksonville? How are we doing? I'm doing good, man. I feel like you're you're on the brink of insanity. No, I'm not. See, everybody right. misinterpreted that tweet. I was tired of people talking. What tweet? Tell- I didn't even mention a tweet. I just mentioned what we just went uh, like that. Everybody said I was a Is little insane again? about the tweet. Yeah. I haven't been on Twitter all day. I've been busy. Ah, oh, you're missing out. On what? Well, the, me going what off am, the rails, I guess. Yeah, he, was okay. off, he, was, he was playing Pac-Man at one point. Yeah. He, oh, well, then go ahead and save those tweets. Casey, I want you to find those tweets, and we'll have a little segment with that later. That's, not, what, that's what you meant by the It's not going to be hard to find them. Okay. Well, no. well he tweets a lot. Yeah, so, well, okay. we'll I'll save that for your segment, why that happened today. But Why are you playing Pac-Man? Well, now they're starting, you know, now we got the song. It's like, now it's our fault. We're getting, we've reached the Who's point. fault? Is, what are you no, talking no, no, about? We've reached the point at with some, not everybody. Okay. And by the way, I'm okay. I laugh at this stuff. I think it's fun with this stuff. I like having the conversation about this stuff. Yeah. About our, our world and our business. But, you know, we got like three or four people in a row. It's like, well, it's your, you guys got to make Sean talk. Like, you got to make, you got to criticize Sean for not talking. You guys got to. Tell Sean to tell us something. Now, are these just random? <laughs> yeah, they're random people. Oh, well, then, hey, That's you Twitter, know. man. That's Twitter. Okay. But, well, then, uh, you know. So then I, I, that's why I tweeted what I tweeted, because we yeah, had a few sure. of those and and uh, just letting it out a little bit. Okay. Out. Yeah, d- d- do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, so. definitely don't let somebody with three followers. <laughs> three followers, <laughs> you know. Dictate how you have to respond and, and act on social media, yeah. though, huh? You know, I try to. This here's listen. I uh, I like to engage on social media. Yeah. I I also don't I don't say hey I don't put it in my like. Um, I probably should do this, but okay. I don't say hey if you don't have fifteen hundred followers or four hundred followers and I'm not talking to you. Oh no, dude, you know? I, I talk to I mean I don't want to talk to anybody, but I, if people interact, yeah. I'll interact with you. I don't care yeah. how many followers you have. Just don't let it ruin your day. Oh, no, it's not ruining my day. Okay. I actually like I, I, That's why everybody thought I was going off the rails. I was actually just having some fun with it. Okay. Uh, I'm just sitting here playing Pac-Man, seeing if the crypto world's doing anything good. Are they? Uh, crypto's just hovering. Okay. Pac-Man game sucks right now. I'm telling you, man. I don't understand what's going on with me. Well, I mean, if you haven't played in a while, it's... No, it's, I've been okay. playing the last month. Like, okay. I've been playing again. Like, I think it's my January therapy. Okay. Coming off the Jag season. Yeah. And, like, last year when I got the machine, I was... Killing it. Okay. Right? Yep. And I'd, I'd, like, threaten my high score, like, once every, once a day. Yep. I can't um, touch. I can't get by the first five boards without dying once. Like, it's it's amazing. It's like, right now, I am totally disappointed in myself on the Pac-Man I'm front. I'm disappointed in you. And I'm not even threatening my high score of 104,000 points. Casey, hit the Twitter button, please, because now I'm on Brent's Twitter, and we Uh-oh. have to talk about this right it's now. It's getting ratioed on Twitter again. <laughs> it's time to play everybody's favorite game. What, what Brent should have tweeted? To start the show, that's host, where we're going. Casey Kurtz. Hey, man, what's up with this gif where you didn't even say anything? It's just, it seems like a heavier set gal and a guy on, I don't know what that even is, and they fall off. <laughs> 
Well, because I was saying... You're going to add a little context? We're going to Yannick Ngakwe this one and just cryptic. Like, again, this was, all, this was almost like a live tweeting phase where like, I felt like we were just going around in a merry-go-round. Okay. Oh, it's a merry-go-round. Okay. That was my... I looked up GIF, merry-go-round, and that's what I got. And I was like, okay, now we crash and fall off the merry-go-round. I like that even better. Okay. I, got I know you. it's not a real merry-go-round, but we're going around in circles is the idea. Sure. Okay. Right? Which okay. a little bit, that fits, right? I mean, we're going around in circles right now. Okay, but see what you had to do there? You had to explain it to me? I know. Well, there you go, Well, man. you have to, listen, you can't just jump in at 3.05 on my Twitter. Well, I mean, what do you want me to do? I, what do I have to follow? You didn't say anything in that. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's literally a GIF with no context. So what do you mean, follow along? I am following along. You tweeted a GIF of people falling off, and the poor girl might have got hurt. Yeah, yeah. I hope she's okay. I hope so, too. I don't know how she ended up on the gift. She's, she's holding her chest like she's having a heart attack. It's her Maybe. own fault. Okay. I mean, okay, man. <laughs> hey, Sean, pull the trigger, please. Because if it had to come in here on Monday, and, and, and then we're still hitting the, the Twitter button. Because seriously, oh, like. By the way, we are yeah. coming in here on Monday. I mean, no, we're oh, coming in on Monday. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, we're going to be talking so? about this on Monday. Okay, good. You think something's happening today? Like, you're out of your out. mind. Just hire anybody at this point. And, uh, for real, So we can man. be mad about it. For, 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 for real. Because, like, there was a time where Bat was probably, Brent was probably batting, like, I don't know, 900. You know, like, nine of, of every um, 10 tweets was, like, pretty legit, right? Like, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. Falling off. 800. Listen, man, maybe 200. 800, 900 is really tough to, to keep up. It's, it's hard to maintain. At the plate. Yeah, 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 okay. I mean, I was just in a hot streak. That's all that was. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> oh, yeah, people uh, are going in on you today. Sorry about that. No, they haven't been too bad. Oh, yeah, really. It was really like this one, mostly this one guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, but I just had some fun with him. He was talking about, like, the paparazzi and all this stuff, and it's sure. like... Like, they think this is, like, Joe, uh, Joe uh, this is, like, George Steinbrenner. Mm -hmm. And I, I use this example, like, when... Is that real, by the way? Oh, yeah, it was real. <clears throat> 100, 100. Go look it up, and I probably yeah. should look it up. What has he got, like, 100 followers? 116 followers. Yeah. He's rocking a UK shirt. Um, hey, keep in mind, I don't have many more than that. And so be, be careful. But, yeah, yeah that's mm -hmm. one of the cool... Like, that was one of the great mm -hmm. things. Like, back in the day, the Yankees were so big, and George Steinbrenner was so big, that they actually had a guy assigned to the beat of, of George Steinbrenner. Cool. That's what he did. Cool. Like, every time he got out of the car to walk to the stadium, every time he left the stadium, that's what he did. And that's he tried awesome. to get, yeah, it was, a, it was really a great call. I think it's cool. But, yeah. it, like, if we want to do that, like this guy kind of wants us to do or whatever, well, then I need a private jet, mm -hmm. a yacht, and some other things. Sure. <laughs> to track down John on a daily basis. Can you imagine just pulling up next to the kids, man, like a canoe? Sean, <laughs> <Yeah. John. laughs> what's going on in there? <laughs> Well, I love how I'm getting I'm getting wrangled with all the media too now. People are I'm mad about the media. Like I'm not well, talking against Sean. I was Sean trying Gunn. to protect you here. Uh, hey, Brent, I don't need protection though. <laughs> We're okay, man. Right? The, the funny thing is, I'm not like this defender of the media guy. You can attack the media. That's cool. Like if you, but what do you want us to do right now? You want us to make Shad talk? Yeah. Like you want us to, like. You, you want him to say what you want to hear. Guess what? I want him to say something, not what I want to hear, but he's not. Yeah. Like, and, and I can rail against Shad right now about that all I want. It ain't changing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not for sure. <laughs> and that was my point. Like, yeah, you know what? You're right. The New York media, they really hammer the Knicks and the Giants. And guess what? They still suck yeah. and nothing's changed. Yeah, yeah. So what's the point? Yeah. You can't fire the owner. That doesn't mean the owner doesn't come without any criticism. Well, I mean, I there's think, plenty of criticism going around for Shad Khan right now. Well, and I feel like the longer this drags out, 
Because once again, I'm going back to what I thought was the most important piece of the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. All right. Does he still play here? I mean, who knows, man? But uh, I'm literally, I'm waiting for one checkered flag. I'm waiting for one um, cryptic tweet from Trevor Lawrence to to, to really drive this thing into oblivion. You know, oblivion. Uh, Yeah, oblivion. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, whatever, man. But um, that's how I feel about this whole thing. Because, yeah, it's fun games to say, okay, well, yeah, you know, they're taking their time. It's a roller coaster, all this stuff. But I'm thinking of guys like right now on this team. And I'm thinking of Trevor Lawrence thinking, like, what are they thinking right now? I mean, they just want to know who their next head coach is going to be. That's right. That's I just, fair. I just tweeted that. I was like, what, you know, Marvin Jones, we talked about, he kind of yeah. put something out yesterday. And I, who knows exactly what he meant by that. I think he's like just hearing all the things everybody else is hearing. I think they want to know. Yeah. Every guy, we always ask these, the players this. Like Shaq Griffin, I remember asking them and other guys like, hey, are you going to pay attention to this cycle? They don't really. They're like, oh, we'll get the text or whatever. Well, the problem is right now, they're probably getting a lot of texts yeah. from their family and everything like, what the hell's going on? Do you guys know who your next coach is going to be this week? And so that point being, uh, that point being, like what's Trevor thinking? Mm-hmm. What's his representation thinking? Uh, how bad does this look across the league, or does this just look bad in media circles, in social media circles? You know, I, I will tell you this. I have conversations with, with some folks in and out of the league and get perspective and kind of what their view of. And I was telling Casey this, the way we live and die with it, right? Like, I cover it, we watch it, we look at it, and we see, we breathe it. And it's a, it, there's some emotion involved with the fans, of course, and there should be. Um, but it's like a passionate play. Well, that's... Like, I guarantee you, the the coaching staff of the Jaguars that currently is here, and even though they don't know their future, they are not on Twitter and social media and paying attention to the narratives about this story nearly as much as all of you and we are. They, but, they, yeah, they're but, getting the headlines. They, sure. they understand what's going on. But the players but, are. Eh, same thing. You, you don't think the players are not, you don't think the players who want to know who their next coach is are, are keeping tabs of what's happening right oh, now? I think they see it, but I don't think they're like you think like Marvin Jones and others are like on it all the time, listening no, to I it, think, breathing it, talking about it the way I think, we are. I think Marvin Jones is texting Trevor Lawrence saying, Hey, what's going on right now? Who's our next head coach? Yeah, is, I, who's I it gonna that. be? Because I mean I, I remember like, you know, the the whole Gus Bradley process. Yeah. You know, when when Larky got fired. I mean, we were you know, and and that that situation was handled, I think, with pretty much haste, and like we, you know, there's no drama associated with Gus Bradley hire. But even like we as players are getting antsy because it, it's a big deal. It, it could be a new system, it could be a new culture change, obviously. And you want to know who your next head coach is going to be. I'm just saying, from a player that's in that locker room, we don't know how they feel about Trent Baalke. I would probably venture a guess and say that they're probably not the biggest Trent Baalke fans. Now, once again, it's a GM, right? So how much influence do you have on that team? Yeah. Well, not much in terms of the locker room dynamic. I get that. But we, we've said this many times before, almost that nauseum, where Balky knew what was going on with Urban Meyer, right? He knew he was going to be in Cincinnati. So then when that happens, the, the players take note of that. Yeah. What's up? You all right? Yeah. yeah I was just Go ahead. Tweet. All right. Well, what, do, what do you got for us? <laughs> I said, what is Trevor Lawrence thinking? <laughs> Dustin Robeson says that he should have ripped a gas mask bong and put the video out on draft night. There you go. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. Laramie Tunsil. I like that, man. <laughs> what happened to him? Is he still in Houston? Yeah, he, yeah, he, he got hurt. Houston, he got hurt. But, yeah. <laughs> that was a good tweet. No, really, it was legit. It was legit. Yeah, so, so anyways, um, you know, when we talk about the players in that locker room, 
Yeah, I think they are turned off to the idea of Trent Baalke a little bit. And I think they are turned off to the idea that this process is being drawn out and taking this much time. Because I would be if I was a player in that locker room. Yeah, listen, I, I, here's the thing. I, I think the moral of the story is, and I understand everybody, Baalke, Baalke, Baalke. And, and you've said it, and a lot of people have said it. And we've debated a little bit some of the semantics of it, but we're all... There's nobody on, even though I know there's some fun on social media. There's nobody defending Balky to be here, right? There's nobody. Mm -hmm. And so I, I did just say this to somebody. I said, the moral of the story is we can get through all this stuff. Uh, does the shot like Balky? Is he defending Balky? Is he dying on the Balky Hill? Is there more to like about Balky than people want to say? Is there this? Is there that? Did he? Does he just know how to play the game? This, that. Well, the bottom line is, if we have people questioning that kind of stuff, the way this organization has been, if you have coaches, if you have candidates saying, can I work with this guy? How will I work with this guy? Should I work with this guy? Is it in the best interest? Even if you have to ask those questions, then you are allowing a level of possible dysfunction to still exist in your franchise. Yeah. And right now, the overriding factor for me, really above <laughs> finding the right head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars, is getting rid of dysfunction inside the building. It starts there. Mm -hmm. And so, um, to me, that is the biggest criticism of Shad and this whole process is whatever it's what everybody said. It's not really bulky. It's about what it represents. And what it represents is dysfunction and, and rumors and stories and what but, do people know. Is that yeah. the guy you want in your building, even if you have Bill Belichick as your head coach? And the answer to that, to clean up the dysfunction that's existed – this past year, but even the last two, three, four years, is no, let's move on, get rid of the dysfunction. I think that's the most simplistic way to look at it. No, it's definitely a simple way to look at it. But at the end of the day, I mean, whether it was, you know, being tied to Urban Meyer or your resume that speaks for itself. When Urban Meyer was reported to have, you know, kicked Josh Lambeau, we sat here and said, well, he's gone. If, if it's up at the end of the season, he's going to be gone. Like, yeah. th th that was all but writing on the wall at that point. I think when the season was over, we all assumed, well, Trent Bulk is going to be gone as well. And that's not been the case so far. So if Urban Meyer can, can see the optics of the storm that was coming, if you're going to keep Urban Meyer on this football team for an extended period of time after the reports came out that he kicked Josh Lambeau, if, er, if uh, Shad Khan had the foresight to see that and let Urban Meyer go, then more props to you. But then how do you have the foresight to see that? Yeah. Then you don't have the foresight to see, hey, Trent Baalke might be affecting your job interviews in terms of finding head coaches. Trent Baalke might be affecting the, the situation where coaches don't want to come here and work with him. Trent Baalke could be affecting the team in terms of look at his success, look at the resume, look at his ties to Urban Meyer. How can, how can you have the foresight of Urban Meyer to let him go, but you can't have the foresight to let Trent Baalke go? That's what I don't understand. That's yeah. the frustrating part of this whole Shad Khan thing. Yeah, and it's a good point when you bring up uh, some of the Urban stuff. Like, again, I think back, if you go back to the Urban stuff, the one thing, whether he was forced to do it, whether people had the embarrassment of it all, whether he saw it and said, you know what, we can't do this. At some point or another, you can give him a little bit of credit to say, at least he didn't go on with that for two or three more years, right? Yeah. Like, and get digger, d a deeper hole and, and dig a deeper hole. Okay, well, you can see that, but what's Trent fooling you with, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what everybody's asking and, and at, just... the, at the root of it. And that's really what I've tried to get back. It's like, we've had all this mud now over the last week. And so I ask, okay, okay, what's the simple things? Where did we start with all this? And, and I did get back to this, though. Here on a Friday, when we went from Tuesday afternoon into Wednesday and Leftwich and everything else, and we've seen a lot of reports from Arizona to, uh, you know, other people jumping on and, and suggesting things, 
not a lot from Rappaport or Schefter, although we will play something here in a little bit, uh, what Rappaport said about it. I asked this simple question. What do we know? Here on a Friday, 30 days into the process, mm -hmm. 30 days searching for a head coach since the first interview took place, really more like 45 days since Urban Meyer got fired. What do we know? I know that Shad Khan likes Trent Baalke, and I know that Byron Leftwich does not like Trent Baalke. That's what I know. I know that Nathaniel Hackett will not be the coach of the Jags, nor will Matt Eberflus. That's what we know. Uh, right? I like, yeah, that's okay, true. Cool. Just oh, checking, is, just checking. Is, is, is mine not true? I don't know if I know. You might know, but I don't know if I okay. know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not questioning what you know. Well, I have no, not listen, heard that other than a re report that he'd like to go get Adrian Wilson. That that so, Leftwich can't work with Bulky. Like I have not heard that. I don't know that. So then, if you think Leftwich can work with Bulky, then what is the discrepancy that's holding this whole process up? I also don't know if he's their guy. Byron Leftwich. Yes. Okay. Again, who, I'm asking no, 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 what we know, no. not okay. what we think. Okay, okay. Then, okay, then I'm asking you what do you think, though. So then who do you think is their guy if it's not Byron Leftwich? I was going to save that for a se different segment. All right. Well, that's a nice little tease coming up. Okay, I, I don't, because I, I want to stay away from thinking for just a thought. Okay, I'm, this isn't like an argument, by the way. This isn't like who. Oh, I just no. Wanna, I just want here's, here's to okay. dumb it down to the point of after the, all this and after all these things flying, I want to ask everybody from fans to us to every everybody involved. If you sit back and ask yourself this question, what do we know right now? There's, this is Byron, not an emotional okay. tap on, on, on everybody's feelings here. This is just sincerely ask you, what do we know? Right now, we, we know this is taking freaking forever. And to Casey's point, he's actually right on. We know that Hackett is no longer a candidate. We know Eberflus is no longer a candidate. I know that Byron Leftwich is the only candidate right now that we know of that has interviewed twice with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Very good. I know that Shad Khan likes Trent Baalke because he wouldn't, Drag Trent Balky through all this if he didn't like that's it. That's fair. I think that's so. Fair. I know that as well. I think that's fair. Okay. Uh, we know that working with Trent Balky is a problem spot for some across the league. Yes. And, and as we know, every fan in Jacksonville doesn't want Trent Balky to be a part of the organization. Mm -hmm. We know that Trent Balky has yet to get a public endorsement from anyone mm -hmm. in the NFL. Anyone. I know players in that locker room are wondering what the, what the heck's going on right now and, and just kind of baffled by everything. We I know, know that. The Jags have a job that at least if you take away some of the garbage of what this week has been from an optics standpoint has some attractive nature to it. It's got Trevor. It's got the number one pick. It's got dollars. Uh, it's got some core players, like maybe depending on how people feel about an ETN or a, um, some of their linemen and going forward or a James but, Robinson or a Miles Jack. Sure, we have a... a so a, we know what okay. the job is, right? Well, we know it's it brings attractive qualities, but we don't know how attractive the job truly is. Yeah, that's what I said. It just, yeah. It's kind of eyes of the beholder, but it has some... Uh, well, but what that, some people would call attractive. But we, we don't know that. We don't know how attractive this job is. Well, like, we can say this? you have Trevor Lawrence... How about this? It's attractive enough to get 10 people now to interview for the job. Sure. Sure. And I think we know. I think we can say that. Uh, now, some of it's believe in the reports, but I think we are pretty certain there's been 10 interviews, at sure. least nine. I think nine. It uh, depends how you feel about the Fangio thing. I think sure. he was maybe the 10th one in the mix. So mm -hmm. let's just say nine. Um, 
Is it fair to say we know that Bill O'Brien's no longer part of the mix? Or is that an know. assumption? I mean... Probably an assumption. You would think, but yeah, you got to call assumption. it an assumption because no one's confirmed it. So, anyway, listen, we don't need to keep going with this. But sure. I, I just... That's what I'm asking myself as, like, someone who's reporting on it and talking about it on a daily basis. I'm like, okay, it's not that I don't believe... Dilla from Tuesday night, and there was smoke there. It's not that I believe a very well-respected guy out in uh, Arizona, Jarecki, who had some so- some smoke about Adrian Wilson. It's, I'm not saying I don't believe that stuff. I'm saying or think that could be the case. Mm. Uh, listen, I'm making my own phone calls, but I can tell you this. I talked to somebody this morning that told me one thing at 830 this morning, and I talked to somebody else at 9 that told me, like, the complete opposite thing. Well, and we- so it begs my question. And by the way, these are people, like, I'm like, they could know what's going on. I'm like, wait a minute now. So what do I really know? Well, do you remember last Friday when it was you and I, Casey, and how I opened yeah. the show where I said, I don't know what to believe anymore because I'm hearing two different things from yeah. two different people and it could get messy and it doesn't make any sense to me? Yeah. This is kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. Because what I think is, is that Byron Leftwich does not want to work with Trent Balky. Now, we don't know that 100%. That has not been confirmed. I'm just telling you what I'm going off of. And I'm going off of, like, come hell or high water a couple weeks ago. If you were to ask Shad Khan what he thinks about Trent Bulky, that's his guy, and he's going to be on the team. Once again, this is just what I've heard. Not confirmed by anything, just kind of what I've asked around about. So we find ourselves right now, I feel like, in just a standoff where it's going to be who's the first person to flinch. Mm. And... To me, it's the dumbest thing to be doing right now if you're a football, you know, organization is to, like, this is the hill. Like, if you're shocked, this is what, what we're going to do. This is what we're going to die on now. We're, we're going to die on the hill that with Trent Balky. And if Byron Leftwich goes someplace else, I can't wait to hear the conversation you have with Trevor Lawrence where it's like, hey, we had an offensive-minded guy who maybe could have helped you, but you know what? Sorry, you know, ego, my instincts kind of got in the way a little bit. We had to keep Trent Balky. Hope you enjoy Kellen Moore. I hope you enjoy a guy who's got two years of NFL experience. I hope you enjoy somebody else. I can't wait to hear what those conversations with Trevor Lawrence are going to sound like because that's going to be gold right there. And I can't wait to ask Trevor Lawrence on a press conference, hey, what did Shad Khan tell you when Byron Leftwich didn't get the job? Well, what did you hear about it? Because, like, that's what we're losing focus on right now. Like, it's fun to talk about, okay, you know, what do we know, what do we not know? I do know that if we keep stalling this thing out and and we keep puffing our chests and not making any moves, you're going to lose some of those guys in that locker room. That's what I know. Do we still have that coach prediction thing? Did we write that down? Yeah, I have it written I down. I have mine. Did I pick Kellen Moore to coach the Jags? You might have. No, you you picked um, Hackett. No, I picked him to coach the Broncos. Are you sure? Positive. Okay. I'm pretty sure I picked Kellen Moore. Feeling, oh. be- feeling better about that. No Are sources, you? by the way. Yeah. Not at all. I'm just trying to see what's in this envelope, but, but I can't. By the I'm, way, I'm, <laughs> I'm, not here. I'm not arguing with you on this front, okay, because I feel the same way you do in terms of Leftwich versus Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. But Byron Leftwich has been a coach in the NFL since 2017. Yeah. Kellen Moore has been a coach in the NFL since 2018. And had, okay, a coach, but how long? It, Byron Leftwich? Is that a coach? Okay. And 18 for, for Kellen Moore. I'm just saying, in, for clarity purposes. But like in terms not, of experience, though. Well, they've both been quarterback coaches and offensive coordinators. Okay. And and one for, obviously, Super Bowl champ, but one for the, the, the best offense in the NFL this year from a points total standpoint. Okay. I'm, I'm Listen, this is not no. me defending. I, 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 I'm just saying I'm not sure Trevor and the players are all looking at it through that lens. Like, I think you could sell Kellen Moore to Trevor Lawrence. 
if, if that's what you're asking. You know what I mean? Leftwich was in the league since 2017. 17, 18. That's what I said. Yeah. Kellen Moore's been since 2018 quarterback coach. Okay. And then up to the offensive coordinator. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, they're both relatively inexperienced. Did Kellen Moore actually play in the NFL? Yes, he did uh, oh, okay. for, uh, like, uh, I forget. It was a few different teams, I think. A couple okay. of different teams. I couldn't um, remember. But, again, that, that's not the – I'm not arguing. I don't understand what your point is and what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, when we come back, I, I do want to do a couple things here. To your point, who who do we, did we think? But where do we think this is headed? Like, what happens next, right? Mm-hmm. But before we get to that point, are we missing the idea that the Jags right now might be missing out on their top candidate in Byron Leftwich? Are we sure that's who they missed out on? I'll explain further when we come back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I said those words because I believe in the fact, I believe in myself, and I believe in this football team that we have an opportunity to get back to the Super Bowl. I believe in our coaching staff. It's a fantastic team, great organization, great owner. And I just believe in us and our ability to win games and, you know, win tough games, win gritty games, to win blowout games, to bounce back from injury, bounce back from losses, fight through adversity. And that's what this team, that's what this organization has done. Um, But I said those words because I actually believe those words. And, you know, we're on the doorstep. And, uh, you know, this whole season actually means nothing unless we get this win. And uh, that's all we're focused on is getting this win and giving ourselves an opportunity uh, to go back down to L.A. again and uh, play another game. I think that could be Jimmy Garoppolo, but I don't think it sounds like Jimmy G. Is that is that George Kittle? It is George Kittle. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. How about that? Nicely done. Love it. Hey, you know what? What you got? We got some big stuff to talk about with the Jags. Oh, yeah. Byron Leftwich, Nathaniel Hackett. Where's this thing going? Mm-hmm. Well, we got to take a timeout. And go ride a bull for a little bit. We bring in Brian Titman. He joins the show right now. PBR Pendleton Whiskey Velocity Tour in town in Jacksonville tomorrow. And uh, all right, Brian, you're a big football fan. Who are you rooting for? Who do you like? We'll get into the bull riding in just a moment. I'm staying with the Bengals. All right. All right. I like that. The underdog. Yeah. Good deal. Um, all right, tell us about this weekend, man. Uh, thanks for joining us, by the way. Brett Martineau and Austin Lane, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. you got to be patient with us. Uh, Jacksonville's in a tizzy right now, looking for a new head coach, and we don't have one yet, but uh, we're glad you guys are in town for some entertainment tomorrow. I to go back to that. The Houston Texans are the same way, so I'm on the same boat as you. <laughs> no <laughs> so, doubt about yeah, it. I'm definitely, definitely glad to be back here in Jacksonville, looking forward to getting tomorrow kicked off. Everything's going to be good. What? Uh, hey, what's it? What's it like right now for you guys after COVID and, and maybe a little stoppage and, and now people back in arenas? I don't know how long that's been on the bull riding circuit, but obviously you guys feed off that stuff. Uh, yeah, no, it's we're all back in normal now. Uh, you know, all the fans are here in the arena, so that's an awesome deal. We took a little break from fans, but we were still we were still doing us. We never took a break. The bull riders kept doing bull riding. We just didn't have any fans in the building. Brian, I feel like, you know, bull riding, obviously a, a very adrenaline-friendly sport, um, you know, a high just, a, I mean, a high testosterone sport in itself. I mean, how did you get into it? What led you to your bull riding career? And just kind of talk us to, to about your whole journey in the sport. Uh, you know, I started off when I was three years old. My dad and grandpa rode bulls, and that's all I've ever wanted to do since I was a little bitty kid. Everybody wanted to be cops and firefighters, and I just wanted to be a bull rider. So I just wanted my first love, and, you know, High school, I played football and baseball, but 
had a scholarship at TCU and kind of shot that down just to ride bulls. Wow. Man, that is crazy. Uh, did people think you were crazy? Uh, no, I bet so few probably did because I was really good and pretty quick, but I just, you know, nothing beats better than bull riding. The bull riding's the best sport in the world to me, so I figured I'd just knock it out of the park and stay with that. It's easier to make money in eight seconds. <laughs> hey, that's a good. Not philosophy. trying to pay by the hour. I like it. <laughs> that's a good yeah. philosophy. Hey, so it sounds like you're a really good athlete, though. Like, is is that common in the bull riding world? Or I would figure you guys. Not to say it's, you're not athletic to ride a bull. I get that, but you are a well-rounded athlete. I'm surprised you would have time to do some of those other sports growing up. Uh, yes, sir. You know, when you kind of grow up, bull riding's kind of opened up. You can kind of do whatever you want. So during the week, you know, you do. I did sports, and then on the weekends come, it was all bull riding. So. I just had to, you know, designate my Friday nights for football, but it was okay back then. And now, you know, when I turned 18, I decided to go pro, and that's what put me to living. And I was, didn't look back. I figured eight seconds was a lot better than I had to work all the rest of my life and have a ball. <laughs> I don't want to be my own ball. <laughs> Brian, you know, I feel like when it comes to bowl riding, you know, if you have that, you know, that, that was it, the eight-second ride or eight-second eight ride, you know, I mean, you find what works for you. And we're all creatures of habit, like, do bull riders tend to be superstitious, a la, la kind of like baseball players? It's a completely different sport, but I feel like you guys dealing with these bulls, I mean, is there some superstition behind it? I think everything's a superstition. Like, for instance, I eat five M&Ms every time I get on. Uh, sometimes <laughs> it goes good. Peanut M&Ms. I eat five peanut M&Ms. Sometimes it's good, but the one time I did eat them peanuts, it kind of always sank with me, and I ended up winning the event. So <laughs> I just always do it now. That's, now, hey, Brian, is that's it a awesome. certain color or any color is okay? No, any color is fine. As long as they're peanut M&Ms. I'm not very good with the regular M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so, you know, I'm a, I'm a pro MMA fighter, and, like, they always say you win half of the fight at the stare-down. You know, like, when you look in your opponent's eyes, um, you kind of inflict your will on them just by looking at a person. When you get on that bull, you know, and it's, like, seconds before you get out of the uh, the, the gate or whatever you want to call it, like, do you kind of have a feeling of how it's going to go, and is there, like, a way to kind of inflict your will on that bull, or are you kind of at its mercy? No, I mean, I, I kind of try to look at him in the eyes, but I don't think he looks at me as underdog, but... <laughs> I mean, I darn sure will try that this weekend, but um, no, I don't. I look at every bull the exact same. I don't ever set a trap or anything and try to, you know, make a plan before a plan. Mm. I figured if I'm in the middle of them, it'll all work out right. But no, I don't. I don't think there's anything you can up upscale on these athletes. These athletes are one of a kind. So no, I don't think you can cheat them or anything like that. Penske Velocity Tours PBR Jacksonville Invitational coming up tomorrow down at the arena. Of course, be a great crowd. I know we've given away some tickets uh, through our radio stations as well. I've had requests for tickets, so that will be a fun time. Let me ask you about a couple milestones. You remember, like, first home runs and touchdowns. Do you remember uh, your first eight-second ride? Um, actually, I do. I was 17 uh, when I first got on Bulls. I moved up from juniors to open, and... Uh, I remember it to the day. It was a big rental bull. Uh, everyone was like, you're probably not going to ride him. I ended up winning the junior bull riding, and it was uh, able to move up. I was 17, so when you had to be 18, you get on. They ended up letting me in there, and I rode him for 87 and got off, and I was like, yeah, I'm here to own this. So I remember, like, I was just a little young kid just trying to prove something. <laughs> so so that was like, but that was one of your first times doing it because you graduate along the way. I know you said you've been riding since you were three, but in, in, from a competing standpoint, that, like first big bull, first big bull. Yeah, I mean, gosh, so you you exploded on the scene. Yeah, I was I was ready to go. You know, of course, there's a bunch of bumps and bruises along the way, like I broke my hip and pelvis, my ribs and my collarbone. But there's a little bit of metal in there, so I'm put together better than I was built. <laughs> let me hey, let me ask you this one: uh, Do you remember? Um, is there a bull that that is a nemesis or 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 a, or a buddy that that you you love the most out of all these years? I mean, that's some 16 years now you've been doing this. 
Yeah, I have a bunch of good buddies and everyone in the locker room. We're all we're all pretty much a big family in there. But bull-wise, uh, my favorite bull has probably been Mickey Mouse. It never went good with him, but I always love to get on him because he's one of the best. That's wild. Uh, do you know what do you know? Like, do you already know, um, or or have a cheat sheet on the bulls for tomorrow night? I, I know what I got drawn. The guy that owns him, he lives 15 minutes from my house, so the bulls coming from where I'm coming from. I uh, mean, I'm a really good buddy. The bulls called Tupac, and he's really good. So I look for a good score with him. That's awesome. Man. I like it. That's man. really cool. Yeah. Brian Tippman with us, professional bull rider here, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I don't want to keep you longer, but I got to ask you this: I can't get Austin to watch Yellowstone. <laughs> I, I just can't get him to watch Yellowstone, but we all love Yellowstone. From a guy who lives that life, kinda, uh, do you love yes, Yellowstone? To be honest with you, I don't watch it much either, so I'm on his side. There it is, Brian. Hey, I, and that's I coming do. from a bull rider, Brent. Yeah, oh, I, good. I have seen I have seen a couple of them, but I live that lifestyle every day. I feed horses and work cows, so that's pretty much all I know. Yeah, you're all good, but, Brian. No worries, man. Brian, you're my, my point up Brian, here. you're my favorite bull rider until about 10 seconds. I love ago. it, Brian, man. I've been cheering for you. You better believe it this weekend. I'll see you there, man. <laughs> hey, Brian. Awesome. Hey, Brian, in your spare time, your next drive, go watch a little bit of Yellowstone. You'll still love it. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do. I've seen a couple of it. I just ain't got time. Hey, hey, Brett, he, he's seen it, okay? <laughs> Don't get it twisted. He's seen it. He lives it. Hey, yeah. good luck tomorrow, man. Thanks for taking a few minutes with us. Awesome. Thank you all for having me. You bet. That's oh, Brian Tittman. Oh, man. <laughs> PBR. That Pendleton interview Whiskey couldn't have gone any better. <laughs> Just have my rough we couple weeks so- continues. Hey, can we get some soccer players on here to talk about Ted Lasso, too, and really grill that show? <laughs> Let's go, man. Oh, man. I love it. <laughs> That's hey, great. Hey, did that go the way you thought it was going to go? Nope. No, I didn't. <laughs> sure didn't. I, I did not. That part that uh, took me for a loop. I like uh, it. But I, I did think, like, what our... He's got a Twitter follow of that, that comment. I was hoping he was... Because I wondered how true it was. I think yeah, I told yeah. you the director of that show actually is uh, it, like owns a ranch. Uh, and they do like the cowboy school and all that stuff, I think, at his place somewhere okay. in Texas. I think it is. Sure. And so, yeah. like, it's they bring some real elements oh, yeah, to the yeah. show in there. I so, bet. I mean, I mean, Ryan might want to watch. I mean, are they are they truly milking the cows when, when they're watching Yellowstone? Like, are they actually milking the cows or is it CGI milk? Uh, I don't know. They did some other things other than milking the cows in that show, too. Hey, well, you're not selling that show. That's not okay. <laughs> they, uh, don't, don't say that and then try to sell the show to me. Yeah. What's going on with the cows? Uh, oh, good. No, I don't want to yeah, go there. Yeah. Well, and by good. the way, there's, there's really not a lot of bull riding in Yellowstone, but I just feel cowboy up, you know? Okay. Hey, if you could, would you ride a bull? Absolutely. Oh, you would? Oh, yeah, man. Come on. Really? Yeah, I'd have to wear, I'd have to wear like, the equipment. I'm not oh, going to yeah, Okay, I'm not going to just, you know... Have we you ever done one of, like, the mechanical bulls? Um, I've never done one. I ha- I, no, I haven't, I don't yeah. think. No, no, no. Yeah, I'd be down to do if that. If I could come back in a second life, and as a three-year-old, my yeah. dad put me on a bull. Yeah, yeah. There'd be something cool about you that. You wouldn't do that, though. I wouldn't. You, the you, pelvis and ribs you and go shoulder through a table. metal plates, hey, though, you, I'm not sure I like that you, idea. You won't even go through a table. You ain't going to ride a bull either. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> we actually, we had, you know, Rod from, he's going to hand me, the, I'm going to tell the story real quick. You know Rod yeah, from, Rod the, from Jax? Yeah. Broke his hand. I'm the mechanical, mechanical bull at Whiskey River. <laughs> Rod. I'm going to hey, bring that up next I'm, time I see you, Rod. I'm the low speed. <laughs> You need it for me. Yeah. Here, maybe you shut Whiskey River down. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe suit him. <laughs> we'll be back. Dang. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Uh, did the Jags actually miss out on a candidate already that they really wanted? We'll talk about it next on ESPN 690. It shows what our guys think of them. I mean... And it also shows our guys probably are on social media. 
because um, yeah, I, I, they probably feel a need to stick up for them. If, you know, so social media probably hasn't been that great. So I'm glad they're sticking up for them because what they say is the truth. I mean, Jimmy is um, one of the main reasons we're here. He's done an unbelievable job. People don't give him enough credit. Um, yeah, we win as a team, and that's why he doesn't always have the same stats as some of these um, MVP candidates have and stuff. But um, Jimmy's a very good quarterback, and he doesn't worry about any of that stuff. Um, he doesn't worry about social media. That's why he's a little similar to me. He probably doesn't have as much of an idea as that stuff. And he never really changes. And I think that's what people respect the most about him. Is that just George Kittle again? No, it's Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Obviously, I was, I was, I was just asking. It wasn't, I was that, that wasn't my that answer. One. You know what's crazy about that? It's like the follow-up question must be like, hey, those are very nice things you just said about Jimmy G, Kyle. Why did you draft Trey Lance then? Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> And also, like, yeah, you're not on social media. You're a head football coach. Why would you be on social media? That's what I thought was maybe George Kittle. Do you think the Mina Kimes stuff was a little too much? It was kind of funny. Like, uh, she had said something like, "Yeah, what, like the kid that, the, the class project that gets an A on the test but does do nothing anything. for it. I think she was kind of poking fun a little uh, well, bit. Well, she obviously was. She has yeah. a little fun style about her. She's getting a lot of, there's a lot of back and forth now from, like, players and former players about, like, you didn't take, I think Jeff Garcia protected, like, uh, Jimmy G and that. Oh, they're they're going after Mina Kimes a little a bit. A little bit after okay. Mina Kimes about like, well, you never took a snap kind of thing. Well, there's a lot of media people that have never taken a snap, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I I get what she was doing. I think it was a little harsh. Yeah. You know, at the moment, so yeah, I don't mind I guys mean, defending her, but I don't think the way to defend Jimmy G in that situation would be like, well, you're a woman and you know nothing about football. Oh, I mean, if if you're bringing like, right, that's probably not smart. If you're trying to be sexist about it, then yeah, that's not a really good look at all. Um, um remember when I asked her the, the weirdest question that she's ever heard? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Good time. Casey, we here for that one or not? Nah, I don't oh, think you so. might have been here for that. Yeah. yeah, I think we had Mina on last year. Yeah. Yeah. I think I kind of threw her off a little bit. That's all right, though. <laughs> that is what it is. Uh, you believe, mm-hmm. Jaguars fans believe, I believe, we all believe, Byron Leftwich is their top guy. Yes. Right? Yes. What if I were to tell you, it's a theory, mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. this is not, I've heard... <laughs> I told you. Yep. yep. <laughs> like I said. Yep. Uh, they already lost out on their top guy. They lost out on Byron Leftwich or their top, like Doug Peterson or Jim Caldwell, you mean? Or Nathaniel Hackett. Or Nathaniel Hackett. Like, is it plausible to think that the Jaguars had Hackett in mind the whole time, had a scheduled interview on Thursday, or and it got out that that was the case, and then Denver jumped? And we should really be criticizing... See, there's no criticism for the potential of that. Mm. If it was Byron Leftwich who got hired by the Broncos, everybody would be all over the Jags because they missed the guy that's perceived to be their top guy. We don't know who their top guy is. What if their top guy was actually Hackett and they missed out on him because the process took so long, Denver swoops in and gets him? But then if the top guy was really Hackett, then why don't you go after him right away? Right, right, right after Green Bay lost the, the game, or even before that, per se, for a second interview. Yeah, I, I don't... Did they misjudge the timing of it? I mean, they didn't go after necessarily Leftwich right away. It wasn't on Monday. The interview was Tuesday. Yeah, but like, but, but I'm saying, though, if that... Because like, I think Leftwich is their guy. But, but if you're saying how Hackett was their guy, well, then shouldn't they have pursued him a little quicker? I, well, that's my point. Like, yeah. could they be getting a lot of criticism for not swooping in quicker, making it happen faster, and Denver was able to move even faster? And the reason they're not getting any criticism like that is because Jags fans weren't all in on 
Nathaniel Hackett being the top guy. So they were like, oh, great. He went to Denver. We still got Byron. Mm -hmm. But my point being is the Jags might have had their top guy be Nathaniel Hackett. Listen, I thought they liked Hackett. Mm -hmm. and, and I think Hackett was very much a candidate for this job. As do I. And, and so if they kind of misread the room on Denver's interest in Hackett and thought they had more time, they've already might have screwed up on their top landing spot. Now, we'll never know it, but it certainly could have been Hackett. And by the way, what plays into this, too, is the bulky stuff. Right, well, because there's word that Hackett didn't want to go with Bulky at all. Correct. And so maybe they already screwed it up. Hmm. And nobody's really pissing and moaning about it because well, they didn't want Hackett to be here anyway. I mean, I don't think Hackett was their top guy, but if he was, like, if, if it was, and by the way, like, who's top guy? You think Shad Khan's top guy? You're, yeah, you're referring say, to obviously. Listen, I mean, obviously, like, you know, when you go through the process and you interview 10 guys, you put them in order. You're like, hey, I'm going to go out in no, my so mind right now, and we could change, but I've got Eberflus, I've got Leftwich, and I've got Hackett, and now you put your order in. The order everybody around here did, and, and is, is we said, okay, Leftwich is the top guy. Well, that's the order that everyone around here did, but also Vegas did as well. That's true. And yeah. sources did yeah. as well. But a little bit of that is we're playing with our emotions, like, well, we think, we want, and, and I'm in this, right? I thought Caldwell, I thought Peterson, I thought Leftwich. Sure. If out of the new guys, I'd take Leftwich first ahead of Hackett ahead of Ibraflus. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, I want that guy. And so, but that doesn't mean that's what Shad was thinking. That doesn't mean what the Jags were thinking. Hey, I'll be honest. I don't know what Shad was thinking I, yeah, right I know. now. I mean, yeah, she, it, it, it may have well been Hackett. I, I would probably lean more towards it's with Byron Leftwich, but I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I found, I thought about that today. Yeah. Again, talking to a lot of folks I the mean, last few days. It could that, be Jim Caldwell. It could be Doug Peterson, as far as we know. It could. Um, but yeah. we don't know those. To your, I've raised those, and you have a fair point on that. Is that as well? Okay, well, we haven't seen them come back in yeah. for a second um, interview. It, it's just an interesting dynamic to me. It's that everybody wants Leftwich to be the guy now that they know, especially Peterson and Caldwell, or think Peterson and Caldwell aren't in the mix. Mm -hmm. And because of that, especially if word comes out Tuesday into Wednesday that, hey, it's tracking toward this. But all along, we still are not fully sure that Leftwich was the guy they were going after. They could have easily been checking the Leftwich front, already done the interview on Eberflus, and then saving their number one guy for last to be able to say, okay, we're going to interview him, he's going to solidify it, and we're going to offer him the job. And they never got there because they got swooped in by Denver and because they had Balky. Maybe we should already be criticizing Shad Khan no. for losing Hackett. Not necessarily. He hasn't lost Leftwich yet. No, for sure. I mean, nevertheless, if Hackett was your go-to guy, like, you know, some people may think it is, he's not here. He's not coming. Yeah. He's in Denver. And by the way, is I in be, Chicago. So I want to be perfectly Lefkowitz? clear yeah. that I'm just raising this as a, as a oh, theory. Oh, no, no, I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm sure some people probably think that. Well, listen, I can tell you that some people certainly thought that, that Hackett was going to be the guy. Yeah. I mean, I know that. Yeah. Um, now, were they right? <laughs> I'll go back to what we said to start the show. What do we really know, right? Yeah, for um, sure. But, uh, all right, I got so another exercise that we have to do. Mm -hmm. We have to talk Jags fans through this. What now happens? <laughs> what now happens? Seriously, what happens? What is going on? What do we think is going on? Now we can get into, forget about what do we know. What do we think is going on? And how's this unfold from here? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about next. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.